afternoon, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to our first uh, webinar of 2022. And we're absolutely thrilled to be joined by um, David Nugent, who is Senior Manager of International Payroll with Cloudera, and his um, colleague, um, Hannah Hunedi, I want to make sure I got that correct, who's also working in the Global Payroll with uh, David at Cloudera. Um, also like to introduce you to, and most of you know, Mary Holland, our Chief Customer Officer here at Payslip, and Mary will be uh, moderating today's discussion. So um, before we get started, quick housekeeping. So um, the webinar is being recorded and that recording will be available to you all after the event. Um, we have every, a good lot of people on here today. So everyone's going to be muted except for our panel. Um, any questions or comments, you can post them in the Q&A box at the end and we will um, have a section allocated at the end for those questions so we can go through them then. Um, we'll also have a couple of poll questions throughout the webinar um, and just as we get started, I'm going to launch the first poll so we can all get an idea of the current global payroll reporting that's available to um, everyone attending today. So just one moment. So it's the, actually all poll, of course, all polls are gonna go at the same time. So if we could just answer number one, that would be okay. So on question number one, um, which one do you think, David and Kim, what do you think the reporting, um, how would you just think our audience is gonna describe their current reporting requirements? I think it'll be, it'll be a close tie between the first two options. Um, I, think some countries might have some robust uh, reporting, mm -hmm. but um, for the most part, it'll be, it'll be very sporadic. What about you, Hannah? I know you support LATAM, and so that may be slightly <laughs> different from David, but so what do you think from the, the LATAM view of the world? Oh my goodness, I think it's definitely more on the limited reporting and it requires a lot of manual upheaval to bring things together to get that global view on and get that visibility that you need. Right, I, I probably have to agree with you, especially you probably see the major difference between the US and LATAM and supporting <laughs> the Americas. You probably sometimes wish that you had the view from the America, from the US side of, of the Americas than the LATAM. So it, it does look like David, as you as you predicted, we um, some reporting but restricted range. So it probably requires some different pieces of getting that big picture view. So let's um, go ahead and get started. So we'll end the poll. Um, we'll be, Aoife will be back with some more polls um, and we'll just answer the next poll if you didn't go through it. I yeah. noticed a few people have already answered, but we'll go through that. So today, today I'm excited to be joined by David and Hannah who both work at Cloudera. In a few minutes, David and Hannah will be sharing their global payroll job responsibility. Both will be highlighting the global payroll big picture insights and how they strategically delivered to their organization. Cloudera was recognized as the global payroll team in 2021 by the Global Payroll Association. Congratulations, David and Kim, you were part of that team. So let's hear about our award-winning team. So David, can you please tell us about Cloudera? What is, where it's headquartered, um, in Heart and Silicon Valley and how your team is organized. Absolutely. Thank you, Mary. Um, so Cladera is a, a big data company. Um, and as Mary said, we're, our headquarter is in, um, in Silicon Valley. So our head office is in Santa Clara. Um, so payroll at Cladera then is it's split between the Americas team and then the EMEA and APAC team. Um, in, in the US, um, that's headed up by Kim Powers. Um, and Hannah here today um, is, is part of Kim's team. Um, and then for ANEA and APAC, um, it sits with myself. So we're based in, in Cork in Ireland um, and in Singapore as well. Um, in, in total for, for Cladera, we have around 3,000 employees um, in, in approximately 30 countries. Um, so it's it's quite a it's, it's quite a, a big footprint uh, for, for us to be in, um, and it's, it's kind of 50 50 um, between um, EMEA, APAC, and and the US teams. Um, so yeah, that, that's also in a nutshell. We we do um, and from a payroll processing perspective, 
Uh, we do um, payroll accounting as well, uh, which not too many payroll teams would, would do. So um, we, we do go from the, the input stage right up to the um, accounting and reconciliation stage as well. Okay. And yesterday, David shared with me, um, he joined in 2017, if I remember it correctly. Mm -hmm. And yeah. one of his first uh, challenges was he was going to start taking over some of the payrolls in Europe as he got hired into that role. His uh, manager, Stephen, was doing those payrolls and was happy to pass them on uh, to David. But one of, the, one of the things David did is he took a trip over to the America team that sits in Silicon Valley, and they had been doing some of those payrolls. They worked together um, and collaborated, and David took the challenge to say, can we meet monthly to just go over payroll items? And that kind of opened up to where they are today. And that comes to you, Hannah, with a question. How does your team collaborate with the team in the uh, Europe and also APAC? And your team in America support the US, Canada, and some of the TAM countries. So how do, how do you coordinate that collaboration that is a very strong in your organization? Yes, uh, open communication is key. And because of this, we have such a great partnership with David and his team. And as you mentioned, the relationship started with Kim and David. And from there, it just clicked and it flows down to all of our team members. So we have very open form of communication, whether it's via email, Slack, a Zoom call, whatever the method is, we have that open communication. It also helps that we all have such a proactive mindset and we collectively approach opportunities for improvement. So even like when we've accomplished huge success, such as launching a global payroll processing and reporting platform with Payflip, we still look for areas to improve. So having Payflip enables us to continue to look forward and make progress because we're not spending as much time processing our international queue. Thank you, Hannah. And um, I saw that collaboration and not only do they collaborate on you know, payroll related items, they collaborate on what's the best way to process and get the tickets into systems. How do they communicate with senior leadership and on that reporting? So the team is always challenging themselves to do better. And that is one of the things that I think is part of the relationship and the partnership that's been built, which is, which is wonderful. So David, um, prior to um, selecting a global payroll technology platform, how will you manage your, your data? And how did leadership um, get the big picture with 20 plus locations across the globe? How did you communicate that? And what was actually going on um, prior to making a selection of a global payroll solution? Yeah, so I suppose with the first part of that question, um, our, our data was mainly managed in, in, in countless spreadsheets. Um, with spreadsheets for, for everything. Um, so we had um, input spreadsheets and, and master files, um, which were in, in the same kind of format for every country. Um, they had the same look and feel, um, but obviously every country is different. So there was um, slight nuances there. Um, and then on, on terms of our, our payroll processing, we, again, we sent inputs in, in various spreadsheet formats. Some of them were um, in our payroll vendor in, in their format and some of them were just errors. Um, our master files converted into input sheets um, and the same then on the on the return from our payroll vendors as, as you can imagine um, in, in nearly 30 countries um, every single vendor has a different uh, format to to deliver their gross nets to us um, so our, our review and approval process then again had the same kind of look and feel in the approval packs um, but obviously was different on account of all of the um, various different spreadsheets that we get from our, our vendors um, and the same then on the uh, accounting piece um, so when we were creating our, our month-end um, accounting entries um, we had uh, spreadsheets for the gross net spreadsheets um, and then various different formulas um, to make sure we had the right cost center we pull in a report from our HR system um, and have pivot tables, then we're using VLOOKUPs, um, and it was, it was quite a laborious task to, to um, create a payroll journal every month. Um, and then for, for me as the approver of those journals, um, again, all the formats had to be checked. It, was, it, it, took, it took a lot of time to, to really get into the, the workings behind the, um, the journal entries um, and make sure that um, all the department codes are right and the counting codes were correct and everything. Um, so it was all in spreadsheets. We had no, 
we, we no real central um, uh, location for, for reporting or anything like that. Um, if we were asked to provide comp data or put a specific bonus type or something like that, um, it involved us going to 30 different spreadsheets and pulling that information together ourselves. So what we started doing was we created these annual um, reports, um, which were basically just our, our own master files um, put together in a 12-month in a format. Um, it was not ideal because um, obviously it's, it's open to error. We could put something in the wrong column or the columns could shift if you had a new pay element. Um, so it, it took a lot of, of minding as well to, to keep those, those formats correct. Um, so it, it, it served its purpose, but it, it wasn't working. The company was getting bigger. Um, there was more requests coming for, 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 for payroll data um, and we were able to turn them around, but I was never uh, so I was fully confident um, in, in, in the data on them as, as a result of it being such a, such a manual process. Um, so I suppose we're in Cladera, we're, we're quite lucky that um, in, in the finance org, because uh, payroll sits in, in finance in Cladera, um, we've been kind of tasked with looking for um, technology to, to help us um, in, in our roles, um, whether that be um, RPA or some sort of um, automation or a bot or something that can help us or um, just uh, just technology with, with integrations, which is which is what, what Pacer brought to us. So um, I'm not going to say it was was an easy sell on account of that to, to, to get Pacer to, to Cladera, um, but it certainly helped because um, all of our senior leaders uh, within finance uh, were, were very supportive of any kind of technology that, that could help us in, in our day-to-day -day jobs. Um, so it was it was really kind of a no-brainer for, for Cladera to, to go with, with Payslip and, and give us that, that centralized um, technology platform for us to uh, collate all of our inputs and would have standardized um, uh, output reports uh, for reviewing and approving and our gel files as well were, were generated by the system. So all of a sudden, a lot of that kind of mundane work had, had been kind of taken away from us um, and, and been automated through, um, through the use of the, the technology. Um, also with the, with the senior leaders in finance, uh, I have to say that for some reason, I feel, I feel blessed um, at Cladera because um, a lot of companies, um, uh, payroll is, is kind of pushed away in, in the background. And, and I think I said previously, um, Pira kind of thought of like the gremlins working away in the background and, and you shouldn't be seeing them unless something goes wrong. Um, but in Cladera, I don't think we've ever really felt like that. Um, I think the senior leaders have had, always had a very, um, a very in-depth understanding of the complexities of, of payroll. They understand it's not, it's not the pushing a button and payroll's calculated. They understand the, the all the different tax constraints in every country and they've often commented to us um, they don't know how, how we do our jobs with all the different tax jurisdictions that we're in. Um, and obviously then coming with that, then all the different different calculation methods and uh, different rules for taxable benefits and stuff in countries, like it, the list is, is, is endless, but there is an appreciation there um, from our, our leaders um, that understand that um, and they, they're supportive of anything that they think will make our lives easier. So we, we, as I said, we, we, are, we are blessed at Ladera as a payroll team to, to have that support from, from everyone. Well, so and kind of in summary, you were spending a great deal of time with our great friend Excel that we all know we all know works, you know, works, but it does it does require um, oftentimes frustration when you can't deliver that report from a senior leader wants a report or, or just a, a number that they're going to use to base results on and not being able to deliver that is is frustrating to the person preparing all the sheets but you could make mistakes as you said it's very mm -hmm. easy to make mistakes there's a lot of data there and then you you really recognize the one thing that i think is really important that you recognize the, the importance and the value of the information that payroll has because and you also have built your team to be a strategic player in the organization so i i personally have seen it um, and i also have seen it um, in in the way that you're structured with the Americas and Europe and Asia, but the coordination and the the piece um, of the leadership that you have, your, you and the America team leader has done has been important. And then you've also been able to support that. So I wanted to talk David a little bit about when you, when you kind of decided that you needed to solve for your solution and maybe retire a little bit of Excel, how did you go about um, 
looking for a technology solution and what were some, could you just kind of share some of the, the pointers that you might suggest to somebody else if you had to talk to leadership and, and introduce something that was new and would cost, you know, the cost of a new technology. And, and also you, you kept your in-country providers. So what was that, uh, how you looked at that driving piece? Yeah, I think that was one of the main main pieces for me. Um, we had some some re really good um, vendors in in countries um, that we didn't really want to move away from, um, and our, our employees were um, used to their kind of pasted formats and, and how they do things as well, and they were performing excellently, and and there was no real issue with them. So as the as the old saying goes, like if, if it's not broke, why why fix it? Um, so the pair vendors were doing very well and we wanted to, to keep them. Um, so in the last couple of years, I've seen companies like, like Payslip uh, pop up that um, sit between the, the, the company and the ICPs um, to, to standardize those processes. And I, I kind of got a bit excited about that. Um, I suppose Cladera being a young enough and tech company, um, we're, we're kind of um, a lot of our, our systems, well, all our systems are, are cloud based, um, but we use we do have some that are, are from startups um, and we always feel that um, startups are kind of all trying to improve and, and, and burst themselves and, and get ahead. And that's kind of where, where we are as well as a company. So um, it kind of sat well with me rather than going with the with the, one of the aggregators. Um, it, it just that wasn't really for me. I've used them in other companies and, and, and they're fine, they have a place, but it wasn't for, for Caldera. Um, and again, I think um, our, our senior managers in, in finance as well um, had, had the, the, the same kind of opinion as, as I did, um, that we didn't really want an aggregator, we wanted um, kind of an over tech savvy um, and a nimble company. Um, and I said, our, our key thing was that we keep our, our ICPs. Um, and then on, on the selling points, I suppose would be, um, standardizing our, our process. Um, so we had standardized as much as we possibly could um, with our, our spreadsheets, um, but we knew there was anomalies out there in, in some countries, um, especially when it comes to um, kind of some, some of the accounting um, entries uh, were being treated differently in, in some countries. So we even came up with um, like a payroll chart of accounts was one of our plans for the, for the future uh, with this system. Um, and uh, also then just to have a Visibility on, on our process. Uh, again, we had a, a, a spreadsheet um, that tracked what dates we sent payroll input on, what dates we got it back, when we approved it, um, and we wanted to kind of get out of spreadsheets and, and get into more into systems. Um, and it was all about our, our, our data. We have Workday is our HR system. Um, it's it's quite a it, it, it's set up quite quite well. Uh, we have a lot of data in there. We have we have more to put in there. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's why not use that data it's in there why why were we pulling it up from a system into an excel sheet and then transfer it to another excel sheet to send it to a payroll vendor so it was just again it was all spreadsheets and moving on to more standardized process and as well as as the company is growing um like adding extra headcounts um adding new countries even uh we wanted a, a system that could easily support that um and and turn that on quite quickly um if if we need to to expand um in a region so the support that we get from a company like payslip has been invaluable to us um it's, it's been really really fantastic okay so if i think we're ready thank you david i think we're ready for our second poll if you could bring that up for us Sorry, I'm on mute. Um, I think I'm just going to share the results of all three because it seems to oh, okay. be coming up. So we can just focus on question two for the moment. So, okay. um, because they were all answered. So we have um, question two was, does your, does your payroll data um, process support bigger picture insights and reporting? Um, so we can see there that most people have non-standard pay elements. So making it harder to um, drill down into the detail um, and, um, and then both, you can see the second two. So we have a, we have a good lot of people, 31% of people data is, oh no, is not standardized. I thought they were it's gonna say standard. it's standardized. And um, different data, different systems is a major challenge. Yeah, and um, I don't, I'm not surprised by these re results. I think the standardization and trying to get the, and Hannah's kind of agreeing, I know, um, is that the, the different systems is, is really the challenge. It goes back to our friendly Excel, as David was uh, talking about, how we get them all into a nice standard report is, is definitely a challenge. 
And it looks, you know, when we look at 38, 31%, we really have, this is just this one question, how they look at the bigger picture to get that, the data processing results out and what you really want from the organization. So report, global reporting in that big picture or visibility is really big. So Hannah, my next question is, um, Payroll processing in LATAM is challenging. I think everybody, if you had to ask, you know, what is a hard country? You know, there's never any easy country, I don't think. Sometimes people will say Dubai because there's no withholding tax. But LATAM has many challenges, right? We have many pieces. So um, what were some of the problems that Cloudera was facing and hoping to solve for by going to a payroll technology solution? LATAM is definitely challenging. Um, it's important also to note, while Spanish is the dominating language for that region, each country has its own dialect, and Brazil is simply its own being. <laughs> so when I took over the LATAM payrolls, we had a lot of pay codes in local language only. So we were taking that hurdle and accepting things as fast and trusting our ICPs at the time. So during our launch at Payflip, we were asked to get the local language and English translation for each code. Having both the local language and the English translation has improved our relationship with our ICPs. I can communicate clearer using local language if I find a variant or I have a question on why a certain code is behaving a certain way. It makes it so much easier to have that conversation with our ICP to be like, please explain why this is behaving this way. Since going live with Payflip, we've had a transition of payroll processors in Mexico and Brazil. And as you know, when you get a new payroll processor assigned to your account, it can be extremely daunting because you have no idea what cross-training is completed. Having our codes clearly defined made our process super simple and super easy. By standardizing our form in each Latin country, we've streamlined our review process. Each country has the same format, same review process, and it makes it for internal control review. Well, Hannah, you, you highlighted an important thing kind of on the ICP view. Of the, you highlighted kind of the benefits of that communication because we all don't speak, you know, there's many languages, even if we did speak some Spanish or Portuguese um, down in Brazil, it probably wouldn't be efficient enough to have a, a regular conversation with them about certain things, but having the ability for them to, to see their local element name and their local language, and then you have the English, you can then better have a conversation. Do you think it helped them too in their processing and delivery of the payrolls to Cloudera? Oh, absolutely. We've seen, we've experienced a lot of improvement in just the overall understanding. We can clearly, we have a better understanding of taxes in Costa Rica. I'm getting a better understanding of taxes in Brazil. I'm able to refine my skill set because I can communicate clearer with the ICPs. Okay. And then do you think that the workflow um, piece has helped them too to understand the delivery piece and, and know that they're expecting um, this item to come and here's their due date, um, which kind of streamlines everybody's workflow. So there's no surprises in an Excel spreadsheet to look on a calendar, right? Absolutely, yes. So having those deadlines there makes it super clear for them. And so instead of me chasing them month to month and be like, where's my payroll processing? Where are my calculations? It's delivered straight away. Okay. And then Dave, I'm gonna, to um, ask David and um, Hannah this question, because I know they work together on the choosing the global service delivery model, um, picking a, a technology platform solution. You had to work, first of all, across both teams to be aligned because you were presenting it as a, a business case and, and a change. So how did you go about doing that and working together so you had the information to communicate? So how did you what did you prepare and, and what was your kind of path to, to presenting that to leadership? Sure, so I suppose I'll, I'll start off that um, my, my first step to this, this process was meeting with the, the PACIP team in, in our office back when we could go into offices, um, if, you can, if you can imagine <laughs> that at, the, at this stage. Um, so um, yeah, met with the PACIP team for product demonstration, um, which, was, which was really, really good. And then um, I reached out to Kim and Hannah then, who I, I asked would, would they like to see a, a presentation as well for, so I'm thinking about this for me and APAC, did they want it for Latin America as well? Um, and then uh, we set up 
uh, a demo in our Santa Clara office um, as well. So that was kind of our, our starting point um, and it kind of got it got a, our global pair pass owner was there as well. So it kind of got everyone a bit excited about this. Um, and then we, we kind of started over the next couple of months then working through different scenarios and, and, and asking different questions about your product and about our payroll and stuff like that and, and coming together with a with that proposal. So um after a couple of months then um I I presented to the uh, the senior leaders in, in finance. So um on that call um i had some some data points um i had um uh, costings on there as well um and i also um you paste it very kindly gave me um a demo login that i was able to to do a live demonstration of of the system um and uh, as i said i think they once they saw the um the benefits of the system to make our, our lives easier so they could very easily see that on the on the product demo um, compared to us um, opening Excel sheets in, in box and in, in various different folders um, to get data. It was all there in, in the one system. Um, I, I don't know, Hannah, do you want to talk about your experience with that demo and, and what you thought of the system? Sure, yeah. Um, once you showed us the system and you had you had such confidence when you were, like, were demoing this and you were like, this is such a good solution, this is so thorough, and this has so much information. And then the follow-up meeting with Mary in it, I told Kim, I said, Kim, Mary is the legacy in our community. <laughs> she said something. <laughs> and David it has so much trust in this program. Um, if David says yes, then I say yes, because I'm behind this. And knowing that someone from our own community was involved in the development of this program really helped validate the decision. Um, so anytime I could say anything about it, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, let's do this. Uh, it was very exciting. Well, David, I, I want to really highlight the fact that you demoed the system to leadership, right? Because we can, we can all have the client come in and do the demo, but you never really know how you know intuitive it is to do it yourself, right? And so you intuitively were able to do that. Is that report easy to run or hard to run? Where's my data? And so by, by taking that approach, it was very beneficial because leadership then could see that it, you, didn't spend, you didn't spend hours and weeks and months preparing to be able to do the presentation. You were able to use the system and, and see what the value was, right? So they visually, you know, sometimes you can do a lot of presentations and PowerPoints, but visually sometimes just solves and they easily see. And we're able to ask you questions and you were able to walk through that. And just the, the coordination that you, you did on the project, because I was involved with it, um, pulling in, of course, Hannah and Kim and the American uh, lead payroll manager on that side, but also pulling in the, um, your, your finance manager that, that does all of the accounting piece, Lisa, mm -hmm. that really kind of pulled in. She had challenges that she was interested in. Like we all know there's different things we're interested in. You were able to show what to the leadership what this could do for each of the parties that were involved from Latam over to our friends over in, in Singapore, you were able to meet those needs. So um, thank you for sharing that um, piece. So Hannah, um, I'm going to ask you some questions on standardization and unifying your global first model. So we know it's important to project success. What, team, what uh, steps did your team uh, work to achieve that standardization and set up that harmonization so that you could have a global payroll technology platform that was gonna work for reporting? Do you wanna share a little bit about that? And then the role that you guys connected with the finance manager to get things set up standardized for your element classifications and also that wonderful general ledger file. <laughs> sure thing. Uh First and foremost, a unified front for progress from all teams involved and support from upper management was the major key to our success. There were two big projects launched at the same time for us. One was to review our pay codes and general ledger, and the other was to build an integration between our HRES system, Workday, and Payslip. Um, the integration between Workday and Payslip was a partnership between our payroll team, our HRES team, and Payslip. We built out UAP testing for each country and reviewed each testing scenario. 
we tried so hard to break the integration with different test cases to ensure that we had a strong integration. Having this integration has reduced the potential for human error and overall reduced our processing time. Instead of manually keying in data changes, new hires, bonuses, all that, we just now validate the information that flows over. In regards to our pay codes in general ledger, that is setup was so intense. First, we identified all pay codes in local language and translated them into English with the help of our ICPs. At the same time, we grouped each pay code into generalized groups such as pay elements, employee deductions, and employer contributions. Building out these generalized groups began to build the infrastructure for global reporting and helped us see big picture how we globally approached pay codes. We also entered our current general ledger code that we were using for each pay code. Once this was all done, Lisa, our director of accounting, scrubbed the data to ensure that we had a unified approach to element setup and standardization of general ledger account. In partnership with Payflip, she identified every single variance in how we had items coded, which naturally, we had some variances. Meetings were held to review these variances and it was decided how we globally approach these codes. Once the data was scrubbed, we brought the details into Payflip, and now we can generate global payroll reporting just as you click. Well, thank you, Hannah. And so, um, yes, I think um, the approach that you used, first of all, to pull it all together, get, get it all in one platform to look at, and then having somebody from accounting or finance look at those codes and the classification so that you the, the pieces as you wanted it standardized for your reporting piece. So you did a really fantastic job on that. But then you also looked at those account codes where you had variances and what, why did that happen? Sometimes you never know why you ended up with that code in Costa Rica and a different code maybe over in Singapore or Ireland. So getting that all uniform definitely helped um, for the classifications for the reporting inside Payslip, but it also helped the general ledger and the finance team when they see the information that's going into that general ledger code, they know exactly what's going into that code. Or if there's questions, they can easily come back to the payroll team and say, what are you coding into that particular account? So there's a good way to do kind of cross check, get the information that you need back and forth. And so, Pulling in somebody from the accounting and finance team was, was huge. It was a huge uh, piece to bring that stakeholder into the piece. And then she is a, you also met some of her goals and she can strategically then support Cloudera in the future. So that was, that was great. David, you know, once you got all that work done, what did you do to make sure that nobody undo, undoes all that work and put a different account code in or decide to add a new element? So how did you work on that standardization? Yeah, so we have um, 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 a kind of a ticketing and, and work uh, workflow tool um, called AtSpoke, um, which it runs off machine learning and, and some AI um, as well. So we actually set up um, a workflow uh, within there um, so that if any of the team had a, a new pay element um, to be set up or, or even existing elements that need to be set up in, in that particular country, um, they would go to the workflow in, in AtSpoke um, and um, fill in all the questions which which actually mirrored the the um, pay element setup within payslip um, and i would, would then go for go to route for approval uh, once all the details are in there um, which then i would then check back to our, our master payroll chart of accounts um, and just make sure that um, we had the right um, classification and, and subcategories and account code in there um, for that particular global pay element, uh, which which really which really helped. Um, and we we have gone through some changes company in the last couple of months, so some of our of our elements have changed on, on a global basis. Um, and it's been it's been super easy to to make those changes um, with with Payslip. So um, I think once we went live with all of our countries and we we kind of got access to the reporting and our research looking at the reporting it was then we, we kind of really realized the the importance of the standardization and keeping all of the data in in the same format in every single country so um that's kind of that's how we did it we we, we, we set up a, a an approval workflow um in another system to just make sure everything's right before we set it up in in Payslip. yeah um extremely extremely smart because you spent um some a good deal of time collaborating between the teams and discussing right so you mm -hmm 
part of it is just discovering what happened and why would why would we classify something in that particular piece? Yeah, but I think. Go ahead. Sorry, I know I was going to say we actually when when we were reviewing the the payroll chart of accounts and all the different elements, we even set up um, some new account codes because we just felt certain items were being accounted for correctly or under the correct um, correct correct account code in the accounting system. But uh, we just felt it warranted to be on its own separate account code um, for 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 visibility purposes and have a bit more of a granular data. So um, not only did we harmonize everything, but actually set up some some new codes as well, just to make things a little bit more and um, more transparent. Well, it definitely helped you to get that big picture view from the general ledger perspective, because mm -hmm. you also did uh, general um, general ledger files for each of your countries. And so you had that standard approach so that when the GL file was generated and it went into the general ledger, you, had, you knew that work was already there and in the appropriate code because you had done all of the uh, legwork to get it all set up. And it, sometimes that, that work pay, um, does take a little time, but it definitely pays off, um, especially when you see the results. So when we talk about results, Hannah, what were, what were two or three things that you would say that you, you on the America team can say, wow, this was great. I was able to provide X now and I can support leadership. Um, I think that our automation of GL is such a huge win, especially specifically this month, our, uh, we had a team member leave. And so the LATAM accounting fell back on me in a very short time frame. So it was super easy to just grab the automated GL and upload uh, quickly and efficiently. And so that to me was, has been such a huge win for us. Well, and then you, you brought up the fact of somebody leaving. So that's um, that's the whole standardization and the visibility and having a technology platform so you know what's happening all the time. You, you definitely can then see what the responsibilities of that particular person that was on the team, what they were, and how you can maybe find somebody from another team until you can find a replacement or what can you do with that role is there, is, do you have ability to um, assign a few different tasks to other people and you get the visibility and the workflow items? And of course, with the standardization, you know what the processes are. It's not a surprise um, to somebody if they were possibly doing Costa Rica and now they have some steps in Brazil, they know what the flow process is because they've used the system. So David, what about you? What are some of the, the couple items that you think that you brought to leadership? And then with that, I wanted you to kind of share what the, the leadership team, after you did a review, what they kind of thought about um, the technology platform and how it positioned um, Cloudera for the future. Yeah, I suppose one of the main things will be on, on the uh, reporting side. Um, as I said there at the start of the call, we, we do payroll accounting as well um, within the payroll team. So, um, and we work with Lisa then on a quarterly basis for uh, variance analysis. Um, so. Payslip have a very nice um, changes report that you can see what what pay elements have, have changed from one month to the next, one, one period to the next. Um, and that's something that, that we as a payroll team need to comment on on a monthly and, and more detailed, even on, on a quarterly basis. Um, and it's, it's very easy you know, to, to go into Payslip um, and, and run that report. And you can see why was sales commission higher this quarter compared to last quarter um, and you can very easily see the the answers to to those questions um in there in fact our our financial year end is, is coming up in, in a couple of days time so um we'll be very busy running those reports and um, probably next week and, and the week after so um we're looking forward to that because this is our first year end um with uh with payslip um as, as a system so uh, we're very excited to uh to, to get looking at that um and then I suppose, um, and similar to what Hannah said, with with somebody like leaving the team, like I always, I always feel that if one of one of the team was out sick on a on a very short notice or something, um, every country, every payroll in Payslip has the same look and feel to it. Um, I feel if if Hannah hopefully won't be out sick tomorrow morning, but if she was, um. <laughs> one of my team could actually, I think, process her Latam payrolls without ever having seen them before. And I think Hannah would probably feel the, feel the same about um, processing one of the EMEA or APAC um, payrolls, not having seen them, 
the system looks, feels the exact same, the system looks after the notifications to the ICPs and vice versa. So you don't need to know the contact there. You can just work away in the system and the system will do a lot of that work for you. So that's been um, a huge, um, I suppose, worry reliever for, for me as, as a manager. Um, it, it, it's always there at the back of your mind. What if, if somebody like that leaves suddenly or it's just out of the office on, on, on a sudden basis? What do you do? Um, it's, it's very hard to pick up um, various different spreadsheets and pull all this data together and then find an email address for an ICP and send it off. So uh, with, with Payslip, it does away with all that worry. And same then with the with on the accounting side. Um, again, as we know some countries are, are have differences for accounting. Um, but again, with, with Payslip having the GL files automated, um, you don't have to worry about that once the gross net is, is, is absorbed. Um, the system does it for you, and then you just um, upload it into your into your finance system. So um, they are the real the key wins for me um, after having having this this system in, in place. Yeah, David, you definitely brought up the the piece about somebody leaving or not being in the office, and we know what the last two years has mm -hmm. been with just the COVID situation. It, it does uh, provide some security that you do have support and kind of a business continuity situation. You could have. We've had COVID, but it could be any situation where somebody mm -hmm. can step in. And as we all know, payroll is is mission critical, and and we are we are very essential to making sure our employees get paid. And we all know that they appreciate, and that's why they come to work to provide services because at the end of the day, they're receiving their compensation, and so you're able to deliver that with the uh, with the workflow. And I know you mentioned the reporting, but we also have the ability to find out in the reporting kind of where those trouble areas are, you know, where is, where, why is something late? Is it, is it something that's happening on, on the inside the internal payroll team or somebody delivering it to us? We can see that sometimes happening, or maybe it's something with the ICP needing something different. So you can start that communication to start to measure. And, and I've seen that across your organization. So Aoife, I'm going to ask now, I know we have the last polling question that we can go over real quick. And I think now we should be able to share it. Can you guys see that? Yeah. You can, mm -hmm. great. So the question was, um, what do you want most from your global payroll reporting functionality? And we can see there um, that we have the most, oh, top two were ability <laughs> to compare costs across country um in a single currency and then real real-time reporting with self-serve access and and i would agree probably that i like the one all of the above, all of the above I, yeah. <laughs> and and i and i really i really think it's, it's really important to be able to to be able to bring it to the exchange rate that that you want we all know mm -hmm. our accounting our accounting teams give us the exchange rate it's if they if we're giving it delivering it in euros versus you know, US dollars versus um, pounds or um, Singapore dollars, we can't really compare apples to apples. So that's a really big one. And we want it instantaneously, right? So the real time, we don't want to be asking to have a report delivered because um, David may get hit a request from Stephen that says he needs his report, you know, in this, you know, can you bring it to the euros or USD? Mm -hmm. And you don't want to say, Stephen, I can, I'll be happy to deliver it to you in three days because by that time, it's not, it's probably not pertinent. And there's 20 other things that the leadership team are asking for by then. So having that real time is extremely important. So if I know that we have some questions that have come in, so do you want to go ahead and ask us what, ask the uh, panelists what the first question is? Yeah, just one moment here. Um, Okay, so we just had a question about who in the organization is most interested in the payroll reporting. Yeah, so I suppose our, um, our FP&A team, um, and it's something we, we kind of want to work with them on um, in the next, the next financial year, um, is to really start seeing what, what they want to see from, from payroll, um, which we data that they never really had before. Um, there's only so much our, our finance system can tell them because the data is just entered in there on a, um, a department cost center basis, um, but they may want to see on, on a particular line of business or um, the, the employees of a particular manager serving a particular product, they, they may want to see data um, in, in that format um, rather than just by, by cost center and country. So um, I think that's something that we really want to, to work on uh, for the next financial year. It is our FP&A team, definitely. And then 
um, out of that then to be um, ourselves as a payroll team and, and our wider finance and accounting team um, on a monthly, quarterly basis. Yeah, I think that's a, a definite big point, David, on the financial planning team is that, you know, and I think it's a big surprise in some of these countries how much the employer cost is, right? Mm -hmm. The cost of employees, you you have uh, you have it very low in some locations, but if if you're definitely in, in France, it's it's very high, and so it's a shock it's a shocking number if you're adding a lot of headcount in one particular area, or if you're in that mergers and acquisition situation. So you definitely um, highlighted a key area, and then um, Hannah, would would you, do you think that on your operations teams that they're looking um, for some information, at least even from how well the uh, payroll providers are performing their services, especially in LATAM, because it's an area that has complexity. So do you, um, do you think that they'll be looking at some information on you, how well the employees are being serviced and making sure that they're getting their, their pay slips and tax forms on time? Definitely, and it helps to understand each month if we have a delay in payroll, receiving the payroll calculation, why is that happening? Is it communication, misunderstanding, what is it? Because we do have some complex pay elements that mm -hmm. surprise our payroll providers, <laughs> like uh, gross up bonuses. That's not common in Latin America. Um, so understanding that sometimes we have to worry because we have to push back the payroll and how do we improve that going forward? How do we approach the information every month to continue to improve? Okay. Thank you. Eva, you have another question for us? Yeah, so we have a question here and it's probably more relevant to Clydera. So what is the type of employees you manage split between white collar and blue collar? How many factories, how many unions and CBAs? I'm not sure what CBA is, so. Oh, collective bargaining. David. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> David, that's probably for you. Do you want me to start? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Okay, so um, we are a tech company, so most of our employees are white collar, not blue collar, um, by US definition of those two terms. <laughs> we do not have any factories in the US, um, Canada, or Latin America. We do have a collective bargaining agreement in Brazil, and thanks to COVID, it has been exceptionally delayed. We just received our 2020, 2021, and 2022 CBAs. So we are in the process of going through those. Those are a lot of fun. We do not have a union in Mexico. I know that unions are very common in Mexico, um, but we do not have Okay. Yeah, and it's, it's very, very similar for EMEA and APAC. Um, most of our, our locations would be um, sales locations or maybe um, research and development offices. Um, most of our employees would, would work remotely. We're obviously, we're all remote at the moment, but um, most of them are, are, are remote um, uh, contracts. Um, and it's, they're mainly sales. We do have some CBAs um, around Central Europe. Um, but they're not they're not too burdensome um, at all, um, and we, we, do, we don't have any unions or workers' councils or anything like that at, at the moment. So we're, we're we're below those thresholds in terms of um, our headcounts in in regions. Okay. okay, and do we? I think we have time for one more. So um, this is re in relation to um, RFP. Um, so what type of reporting requirements should be included in an RFP, and how do you know you've covered your reporting requirements thoroughly? So is that a question anyone can answer? <laughs> David, do you want? David, I'll let you take that one. Tough one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll let David. We'll let David take that and see. How, and and um, I will then respond back in a few things I would think about too. Go ahead, David. Yeah, um, I think <clears throat> one of our, our main requirements when we were looking at, at, at companies like Paysif was um, our global uh, payroll reports um, where we can generate reports in a standard format um, for all employees or all locations globally um, and, and just have the same look and feel to them. Um, our, one of the things that we, we really wanted was to have, um, like Hannah mentioned earlier on, the local current or the local um, language 
um, and the English version of it as well to, to help us in our own interpretation of, of those reports as well. Um, and then another big one for me would be the, um, the general ledger accounting files. Um, have have good backup for those as well as the files themselves. Um, so we, we get that with our, our, our output payroll files um, and our GL files, which are automa automated by the system. Yeah, so, so in, in addition to that, one of the things David did was also he got to use the system, right? So he mm -hmm. was on the system, so he got to test the reporting. And that that piece is to me is a huge piece if you have the ability to do that, because, you know, sometimes in a demo, the, the reports just look as easy as just snapping your fingers, but they can be a little bit more complex. So he had that ability to do that. And I always, um, if I, when I was out doing consulting, I always told the client, think about the reporting that you really need in your organization, because sometimes it's unique reporting. It could be for union work, or it could be the way your financial analyst team like to see the information. If that is something you definitely need, make sure that the report can be reproduced and have the, have the vendor reproduce that report so that you see it, because you don't want any surprises, because that's really what you, you need reporting to be successful. And, and what, the needs for reporting continue all over and the value of payroll is we, we, we are like, I feel like we are gold mine. We have so much information that can help the business and that, that information really helps to drive the organization to move forward. So um, definitely Cloudera has, the leadership has recognized that um, your, your award-winning team, but also the leadership support um, recognizing the payroll team and the support that you receive to to move to a technology platform has been amazing. So I would like to thank you both for your insights today. You really have shared with us um, some great insights, really the your, your journey that you've taken to get a global payroll technology platform and how you've spent the time to harmonize the information. And then your end results, of course, are really in, in the standardized workflow and the reporting piece. And looking forward to, to having you come back next year to say what you've done on your with the financial analyst team and how you've helped support them and, and some, some, some more key insights to what you've done with the system. So thank you both. Thank you, Mary and Anita. It was great to, to talk to you all today. Thank yes. you. Thank you. And just for um, all the attendees, the recording will be available afterwards. You'll receive an email with the link and any questions, because a couple of questions just came in there at the end that we didn't, um, we weren't able to answer. We will answer offline uh, directly. Um, we'll, David and Hannah can provide those answers directly. Sure. Okay. Alrighty. Thank you. Thank you, Thank everyone. You. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.